Today's show, the business podcast for entrepreneurs that like to roll their sleeves and get things done with their daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. Make sure you check out our free full video course on idea validation. Make sure you nail your business idea and offer something your customers actually want to buy. Get access to our full course for free at 100mba.net. And today's lesson is creating and selling a mobile app 101. We're going to talk about the basics. What are some things you need to think about and plan for if you're thinking about creating a mobile app and selling it? Mobile apps have become a very popular way to build a business. With the dominance of smartphones these days, you have access to millions and millions of people by selling them your app. But is it as easy as it sounds? What are some of the things you need to keep in mind and plan for when creating and selling your mobile app? Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by Braintree. This is perfect because Braintree is a great solution to accept payments for your mobile app. With one simple integration, you can offer your customers every way to pay. It's super simple and straightforward. To learn more and for your first $50,000 in transactions completely fee-free, go to BraintreePayments.com slash MBA. That's BraintreePayments.com slash MBA. I have not created a mobile app, but I've created a web-based app, Webinar Ninja. It's a big part of our business. I've also coached clients that have built mobile apps, so I have a pretty good idea of some of the things you're going to have to work through. I've helped them go through this. One that comes to mind is one of my clients, Michelle. She launched an app called Manage My Fatigue. It's a great app that helps a lot of people that have head traumas and have difficulty managing their fatigue. So as you can see, these apps can come in different forms. You can have games. You can have useful apps like Manage My Fatigue. You can have uh, calculator apps. You can have tracking apps like Mile IQ, which was one of our sponsors in a previous episode. The point here is that the app has to add some sort of value in people's life. So once you've gotten your idea of how you're going to offer value through your app, the first thing you need to do is you need to get a feel of your market. You've got to take a look at that market. If you're in the game market, what kind of game market? Is it a card game? Is it a role-playing game? Is it one of those physics games like Angry Birds? Get really zoned in in your market. Take a look at what's out there. Take a look at what successful apps look like and look at the reviews. Take a look at what's needed in the market. Read every single review you can get your hands on of different apps in your market. Also take a look at, is your idea already in the market? It's very easy for us to fall in love with our ideas and just plow right through and go full steam ahead without taking a look at the market. Maybe it already exists. So that's the first step. Take a look at your market. Take a look at the niche in your market. What's out there? What is needed? What are some people complaining about? What are people looking for? The next thing I want to talk about is that whatever app you create, you got to make sure that the experience is what you focus on. Spend some time thinking about the experience your users are going to have with your app. This is where apps become successful, is that it's easy to use so they use it again. I'm sure if you look at your smartphone, you have plenty of apps you never use. You've downloaded them once, maybe opened them once, maybe even two times, but you've never gone back to them because maybe they're just not easy to use or they're just not a great experience. So you need to focus and take some time in designing the app's experience. And you could do this with a paper and pen. You can sketch things. You can draw out how you want the app experience to be like. Later on, you could take photos of these sketches and you can send them to a developer. And that's the next one. You're going to need to find a solid developer if you're not one yourself. 
This could be a lengthy process, but you need to take the time in making sure you find the right programmers. With Webinar Ninja, our web app, we've hired and fired so many programmers until we found the right team. I think we went through five or six different programmers. And now we have a solid team of developers that we really, really enjoy working with, and they understand what we're trying to do. So make sure you take the time and don't rush it. I have to admit, I rushed it at the start, and that's why I went through a lot of turnover. But sometimes you're going to go through that anyway because you still need to get a feel of how they work, what they're looking for, their skills. Uh, this is especially important if you're looking for somebody who is also a UI uh, designer, somebody who can design the UI, the uh, user interface. You know, it's not the same thing. Somebody who codes and somebody who designs are two different things. So you may have to hire two different people. So keep that in mind. And of course, you're going to have to register as a developer in the app store that you're going to be uh, displaying your apps on whether that's the Apple iOS store or the Android store or BlackBerry for that matter. Now, when you get started with your developer, working on your idea, working on your program, you may want to have them sign a non-disclosure agreement or an NDA. And you can find some great templates if you just Google it. And basically, an NDA is just a short little contract between you and the people working with you to say, these ideas are protected. You do not share this with other people, nor do you share the source code. All this is intellectual property. And most people never have a problem with people sharing their information or anything like that, but it just gives you peace of mind. From that point on, it's time to get to work and develop the app. When you're developing, make sure you develop the minimum version of your app and start testing and then start adding after you start testing. You gotta make sure that the bare bones work first. See if you can get some beta testers to test your app. You should not be the only tester. Your app makes sense to you, but it may not to others. This also is testing the user interface, how easy it is to use. Try to get a range of people. Take a look at your market and see what's the demographic. Is it you know 12-year-olds? Is it 5-year-olds? Is it 75-year-olds? Get that range. Have them testing your app. Once your app is ready, you're going to post it to the marketplace, and you're going to start marketing your app. Now, there are several ways you can market your app. You can market your app on other people's apps. You can offer your app for free and have in-app purchases and make money that way. You can have a light version of your app or a free version and then a premium version so people can try it out and feel how the app feels like and then have a premium version where they pay for. And obviously you could build a site and blog and write and talk about your app. If your app is all about meditation, then you should blog about meditation. What are some great tips when it comes to mastering meditation? The point here is, is that marketing an app is a whole lot like marketing a product on a website. Just putting it on an app store is not going to sell itself. You have to be actively marketing your product. Guys, I got more on today's topic, but before that, I got to give love to today's sponsor, Edible Arrangements. As a listener to this show, I know you're ambitious. You've established yourself professionally, and now you're looking for more. Take the next steps in your entrepreneurial journey and become a franchise owner with Edible Arrangements. Yes, Edible Arrangements, the brand that revolutionized gifting with handcrafted fruit arrangements and gourmet chocolate-covered fruit, is now offering you a chance to become a business owner with their franchise program. And by the way, they have all different kinds of products now, like smoothies, fresh salads, and parfaits. As an Edible Arrangements franchisee, you get access to an established brand of 16 years of growth, over 80% brand recognition, and 1,200 locations worldwide. You'll benefit from the know-how, support, and millions of visitors of the Edible Arrangements e-commerce platform. Discover why Entrepreneur Magazine named Edible Arrangements a top franchise and among their best of the best of 2015. Start your journey to sweet success as an Edible Arrangements franchise owner. Call 1-888-727-4258 
or go to edible.com. That's 1-888-727-4258 or edible.com. A lot of people see creating and selling mobile apps not a real business, like it's one of these smaller projects that you can just make money. Nothing could be further from the truth. Mobile apps are a real business. They're software. And like any real business, you're going to need to market it just like any other business. You need to do content marketing. You're going to need to start building a team around you so you can offer more value to your customers. And just like any business model, there's a learning curve. You're in a new world when it comes to mobile apps, and you're going to need to learn your way around that market. So it's okay if you develop an app and it doesn't make you millions. A good example of this is Rovio Entertainment. You may not have heard of them, but you heard about their app, Angry Birds. Now, Angry Birds was their biggest hit, but it was their 53rd app. All the apps before that were not as big or they were failures. But the point is, is that they kept at it. And as of January 2014, there's been 2 billion downloads across all platforms of Angry Birds. There's even a theme park named after Angry Birds in China. Pretty cool. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Free Ride Friday, where we give away a free ride to the $100 MBA training and community. Every week we do this. We do a weekly random draw with everybody who's left us an iTunes rating and review. If you want to enter the draw, just leave us an iTunes rating and review, and you automatically enter. We also have Q&A weekends coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Every Saturday and Sunday, we answer your questions. If you have a question you want to ask, just email us at contact at 100mba.net. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. One of the biggest challenges I had to overcome as an entrepreneur when it came to building software is understanding that it's a long road, that it's never going to be perfect, that there will be always room for improvement. Every time you make an update, there will be things to fix. Every time you make an improvement, there will be other areas that will need improvement. And this is where your users come in. Your customers will always give you feedback. Sometimes it's polished and sometimes it's sort of abrasive. But you got to take it in. You got to take that user feedback so you can improve your software or your app in this case. But it really helps to have this mindset from the start that it's not going to be perfect. It's a work in progress constantly. All right, guys, I hope that helps and I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.